Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, everyone. This is the Outlaw John Roca here from the Outlaw Nation Podcast Network. Well, if you like any one of the shows that you hear the audio for here on the Outlaw Nation Podcast Network and you want to make your own, well, let me tell you about Anchor. First of all, it's free, which is great. And there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty awesome. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's right. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's how it worked for me. It'll work for you. Welcome, everybody, to another live episode of Strong Style here on the Outlaw Nation channel. You know, you can be a million places around in the world right now, so we can't thank you enough for being here with us live. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Aaron Orlando, Aaron Turner, with his ring light. It's good to see your face, bud. How are you doing? <laughs> Give me the ring light. I'm ready <laughs> to go. Yeah, I mean, it looks different. there. Oh, I turned it off. Wait, I turned it on. Oh, no. So it's, it's, it's way different, yeah. Uh, last week had a, b- a bunch of technical difficulties, but this week... Yes feeling good uh i don't yeah. know if you know this john but yeah um did you know that gut health and mental health are intertwined like where's are you doing a promotion right now that i didn't know no, about? no the, this isn't sponsored i'm just saying okay, like I've, okay. been doing, I've been doing a lot of research because i need to get healthy because i'm tremendously overweight but oh stop i've been doing yeah. a lot i've been doing a lot of research on gut health because my yes. gut health has not been great yeah so i'm working on it and i found out that like if your gut health is good, like if you eat or are eating right, if you are yeah. taking the right supplements, then like your mental health is so much better and they're intertwined. And I'm just, I never knew that. And it blew my mind when I read that. Yeah. I mean, look, listen, having a very good uh, morning constitutions, bowel movements, all part of your gut health uh, allows you to feel relaxed during the day. It doesn't make you feel agitated or frustrated or, you know, anx- anxious. Absolutely. It all helps. Absolutely. Uh, so it's important. Uh, and this has been brought to you by, I don't know what, but certainly I <laughs> Your agree weekly PSA. <laughs> right. And so it is important to do, to take care of your physical body. Um, and, uh, you know, because it does, it's all, it's all connected, ladies and gentlemen, no matter what anyone tries to tell you, I'm happy where I'm at. 
no it's a it's it, the truth is that if things are affecting you uh if things are if you're not feeling if you're feeling lethargic if you're feeling trouble doing stuff it does affect you overall mentally so it's important to be aware of that so i'm glad you bring that up my man um anyway but that's not what we're here for we're here to talk about the latest in pro wrestling uh certainly a little bit of a slow news week but there were some really uh, good interesting stories for us to talk about this week uh here on the show so please uh, sit back relax enjoy yourself as we do that and please send in your stream labs and super chats if you want us to answer any questions at all stream labs right above aaron's head or in the description of this video as well so click on that address i'll also be pinning it to this uh to this chat here so if you're looking to send us something you just go rush scroll right on up to the top to that first comment it is pinned there for you all uh to uh send us uh, any of your questions or any of your comments through Streamlabs, or you can send them still through Super Chat. We'll be checking them throughout the show. Uh, Aaron, uh, are we ready to get into it? Uh, real quick thing also. Yes. Sunday Sunday is my birthday, so if you oh. want to send in those uh, Streamlabs and Super Chats, a uh, little birthday swag, appreciate you. Yeah, I will absolutely uh, make sure those get to Aaron. So yeah, definitely send some stuff in, uh, and if you want to, ce to celebrate Aaron's birthday. Didn't know it was birthday, you son of a bitch. I would have sent you something. God damn it. Um, a, all right. That's okay. We'll There's still time. There's still time. <laughs> yeah. Not for shipping, but yeah. Maybe. <laughs> oh, fuck. No. Not, <laughs> definitely not the USPS. Oh it's right. It's right. Uh, all right. Uh, let's get into it. What's our first uh, news item here, Aaron? A somber slash little bit of a shocking note this week is WWE World Heavyweight Champion Drew McIntyre has tested positive Oof. for COVID-19 and is currently in isolation. We'll be isolating for 14 days. Um, that will actually lead right up to the Royal Rumble, which is slated for January 31st, where Drew McIntyre is still scheduled to face Goldberg mm -hmm. for the WWE Championship. This comes as a real surprise because McIntyre has been a guy that has been there the whole time yeah. during this quarantine, and he had a message during Raw. Let me uh, read this real quick. Okay. He said, I'm one of the fortunate ones with no symptoms, but I assure you, that COVID should not be taken lightly. Don't yeah. think you can't catch it because you can. If it can happen to me, it can happen to anybody. And yeah. the only way we are going to be able to stop this thing is by working together. So please wear your mask, follow social distancing guidelines. Mm -hmm. It's not to protect just you, but to protect everyone else and their loved ones. I'll see you all really, really soon. But until then, stay safe. Now, this is like the first... Um, real wwe response to COVID, like they yeah. had people test positive that we know about and probably a lot that we don't know about right but this right. is the first time that it's really affected a top top mm -hmm. superstar i mean your your world heavyweight champion so yeah. what do you think of his response and, and what do you think the, the protocol should be going forward well i mean aaron you look at this situation you ask yourself well look when it first started a lot of people were concerned about the fact that vince kept going he kept doing the Raws. He kept doing the SmackDowns. You know, NXT was having people at these arenas. As well. I don't mean people like fans, but people that were wrestlers at these arenas. They were supposedly being tested, and then they were getting in the ring with these people and exchanging, uh, you know, sweat and bodily fluids that are coming out as you're wrestling, things you can't avoid when you're in that close contact and you're heaving and you're, and you're doing sports or whatever. And so it was always a concern that some of these top people were going to get it. There is no connection at this point it's been established that mcintyre got it from someone during a match from what i understand but uh, his message still carries weight as a guy who's 
carrying the belt. And as we've said numerous times on the show, we'd be remiss not to say this is very much a red state sport. And it has been in the red states or red areas where they have taken less precaution, uh, as you saw in Alabama after they won the title, less precaution in practicing social distancing and wearing masks. And they make fun of it all until they get it because people think they're invincible. Humans naturally have this invincible feeling about themselves. And then when they get it, they, they it knocks you down uh, and it knocks you down for the count. My, my sister re- is just on her way back recovering from it. She had oh, it wow. for the last 10 days. Uh, and I tell you something, I was extremely scared uh, uh, that I would lose my sister to this thing. And uh, she got it because she went to a place with some family members who weren't wearing masks and they passed it on to her. And they are red state people and they passed it on to her. And I was very, very mad about that. But, you know, that's family. It's neither here nor there. But, like, it's just that kind of thing. So I appreciate that Drew McIntyre didn't just stay quiet about it. I wonder if he got this approved by the WWE before he said anything. But the fact that he did say something, I think, is a, is a positive thing overall for sure. I think everyone now sees this is out of control. This is spreading everywhere. We all need to do our due diligence. And it feels like... It feels like you kind of can't escape it. Like, I don't mean yeah. to put it in like that grim of terms, right? But like, everywhere you go, I, I feel like you just can't escape it. Like, you can mask up, you can, uh, you know, wash your hands, you can social yeah. distance, you can do all that stuff, and you still get it. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy what, what this thing can do, and it just keeps going and going and going. I mean, we're over a year essentially battling this thing, yeah. still going, still going strong, stronger than ever, right? Which is very bad. Yeah, I think so we kind of. 4,000 people the other day in one day. So, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. It's just, it's, it's scary. And to see like a top guy like Drew McIntyre get this and, uh, you know, we're looking forward to head to Royal Rumble where they're going to have no fans. There's no fans going to be at the Royal Rumble, which is going to be weird um, because it is the Royal Rumble and it's so exciting and very fan friendly. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we're going to be, we're not far from WrestleMania season. You know, that's going to be in April. Yeah. Um, so where are we going to be at in April? What's going to be the protocol there? I mean, right. I know that the Super Bowl is having, I believe, first responder families and families of the players that'll be there. So yeah. that's going to be interesting. That'll be your litmus test mm-hmm. for WrestleMania, sadly. And um, it's just a you kind of wonder, OK, if Drew McIntyre gets it, then who yeah. else? Like it's a kind of surprised me that he got it and then they didn't shut down. Yeah, a little yeah. bit or something right. like for a week. Like, yeah. what the hell's going on? Where did he get it from? Uh, we got to shut this all down. Um, interesting tidbit this week. This kind of this has sort of something to do with it. So I got an email this week from NXT oh. to be in the crowd for their show on the 20th. Yeah. And I was wondering, I'd been wondering how they pick people for those shows. I guess because I'd bought tickets before, they just, you know, whatever. They had my email address. Right. right. But it says in that email that you have to go through like a COVID test. You you have to do a rapid COVID test and you have to be negative and you have to do it that day or you can't come in the building. I mean, obviously, and it has to be negative and all this other kind of stuff. But the protocols are in place. So I'm kind of wondering where the snag was. Like, did he get it from a family member? Did he get it from yeah, somebody in the back? Like, who knows? Like, it's just so if the policy is as stringent as, you know, it was presented to me as I just don't know how I'm not saying that he was doing something bad, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, 
you really can't escape this thing. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a fair point. You wonder where he could have picked it up, where he would have gotten it, who would have been involved in the situation to give it to him, uh, and what would have been the um, how can I say this? What would have been the uh, cause of it, and uh, was he made aware of it? And the thing is, if you're a fellow wrestler in the Royal Rumble, Aaron, how do you know? How do you not know? Like, I, I just wonder about this now because this doesn't, don't you think this puts the Royal Rumble now in jeopardy? I mean, what's it, 30 men and 30 women in the ring? Who was around Drew McIntyre all this time? Like, I, I, there's bound to be somebody who's been around Drew McIntyre before this Royal Rumble. Are they going to quarantine? Are they not going to quarantine? How do you know he's going to be fully past it before the Royal Rumble hits? So, and, and we're already seeing, sorry, Aaron, real quick, we're already seeing how these, how the after effects of COVID are affecting these high level athletes in football, college football, in basketball, in baseball, you know, uh, we're see- how do we know Drew McIntyre is going to be saying to everyone, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Walks in there and like, God forbid has something terrible happen to him because his body fails on him uh, as a result of uh, recovering from COVID. Yeah. It's a good point that you bring up. I mean, at this, I, I would like to say that he'd be all in the all clear because he'd be at about three weeks. Mm-hmm. Once we got to the Royal Rumble, since if we're assuming that he got diagnosed on Sunday, which is when yeah. the story really broke. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's a Kyrie Irving situation. If you're not aware of what that uh, situation is, right, right. good Lord, um, what a can of worms that was. Yep. I, I just think it's one of those things that we're going to see more of. And as, mm-hmm. it, as it uh, unfortunately affects the top level guys, mm-hmm. then it's, it's going to come out more and more. I mean, Roman Reigns was a guy that said, you know what, I'm good. I'm going to miss WrestleMania because I don't want to deal with the COVID. And it surprised yeah. me that he came back so soon after that. Right. So I, I don't know, man. Like I, I would like to think that with all the vaccines that are rolling out and we got a new uh, president coming, I know we're not politicking here, but I mean, right. we're hoping that this, the vaccine stuff gets ramped up and we can just get by this thing. I know everybody is sick and tired of it. Believe me, I, yeah, everybody is sick and tired of this thing. Yeah. So just, God, let's get it over with. I agree with you. The other part of this, too, Aaron, that we have to think about is, uh, you know, a number of nurses have come out and doctors have come out and said, you can't get the vaccine after you get it already. Like, if you're still in the throes of having COVID, you can't get the vaccine. It's not until after you're out of the COVID situation that you can get the vaccine right. so that they can stop you from getting it again. So, yeah, that's my concern. But maybe this works out in some way. And I hate to break this to you, Aaron, but this could be Goldberg winning the belt because if he's going to face McIntyre, we know Goldberg does short matches. This could be a way of kind of not keeping McIntyre in the ring too long. Goldberg gets that spear, maybe two or three spears. Uh, McIntyre gets uh, takes the pin, and Goldberg walks out with the belt, and you haven't exposed too many people to the COVID situation, and you haven't exposed McIntyre to a long, drawn-out match not that there was going to be one against Goldberg, but right. you know, you 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 don't take that risk that something could happen to his heart, something could happen to his uh, organs or his body in recovery still from the COVID, uh, and uh, and cost him some uh, serious, uh, do him some serious physical damage that you'd be on the hook for. I think as the WWE in a lawsuit. So those are the things you have to be concerned about as well. And Goldberg is not a spring chicken either. No, true. So um, the fact that that Drew McIntyre has this right now, and you're going up against a guy that's in his you know fifties, mm-hmm. is uh, is concerning. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's got to be something. I don't know how Goldberg feels about it. I'd love to hear his opinion on the whole thing. Uh, yeah. You know, for sure. surprisingly enough, but uh, yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see how it goes. I don't think that Goldberg's going to win. I think he's going to go for a spear and he's going to get his head kicked off by Claymore. 
and that's how it's going to end because I think they want to run with Drew McIntyre as long as he's okay. I mean, of course, yeah, yeah, safety, right. safety number one. Uh, but yeah, it's okay. it's an interesting story, and we'll just have to keep uh, our eye on it as it develops. Absolutely agree with you. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we got a, a, a Grimash sent us something. He said, "Happy anniversary, John. Happy birthday, Aaron." Right? Yeah. Um, the channel just officially crossed earlier this week one year of being in existence. So thank you so much. It's very kind of you, Grimash, to send that. But also happy birthday to Aaron, uh, whose birthday is coming up this Sunday. For those of you who joined us a little bit later, Aaron's birthday is this Sunday. So send in some Streamlabs, send in some Super Chats to uh, you know, send him off to have a really fun birthday this weekend and uh, show him some appreciation for being the co-host on this show consistently every week. Uh, regardless of technical difficulties, so it's great. <laughs> I'll be watching uh, football on my birthday. So hell yeah, me too. Big weekend, uh, baby. Justin Toner sent us uh, here. He said, "Hey, John and Aaron, first happy birthday to Aaron." Uh, and then he said, "I love Drew McIntyre, and I'm glad he's not showing symptoms, and we'll be back in the ring soon." What are your thoughts on what Roman Reigns did on SmackDown last week to Adam Pierce? Thoughts on that, Aaron? Well. It's an interesting thing that's going on with Adam Pierce because, you know, this guy hasn't wrestled in so long. He was the yeah. NWA world champion for a long time, Ring of Honor guy. I don't know a whole heck of a lot about Adam Pierce. Um, I just know that he had some great matches with uh, Daniel Bryan that I've been, my friend uh, Shane gave me clips of because I said, I don't know Adam Pierce and he quickly educated me. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's, I think what they're trying to do with Roman and see, I figured it would be Roman and Shinsuke at the Rumble oh, yeah. and not Roman and, um, Adam Pierce. So it's kind of a it's a weird situation. It's like an authority thing, yeah. an authority angle where Adam Pierce has kind of been like essentially the GM of Raw and SmackDown, mm -hmm. and uh, Roman's kind of bucking the system. Uh, so Roman kind of forced his his way to have Adam Pierce and himself in a match. So it's either going to go one of two ways: like Adam Pierce is going to get some stuff in, and Roman's going to make him look stupid, or Roman's just going to make him look stupid, and it's going to end really quickly. So. Yeah. Um, it's a with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's a cool idea to, to bridge you to Royal Rumble, yeah. but I don't think it has any long-term um, ability as a storyline. Okay. All right. Uh, John, so, John, and I agree with you. I think so, too. I think he's there to kind of showcase who he is. Uh, get some moves on Roman, and, and in the end, it's not going to be enough to beat Roman, but certainly be enough to get people intrigued by this kid. And like you said, a lot of people don't know him, uh, so this is a way to get people to know him uh, for sure. John Doe says, do you think it's smart that we sh that the WWE should do a Royal Rumble where you have multiple people in a 20 by 20 ring, especially when this company has had multiple outbreaks? Yeah, Aaron, thoughts? That really is the question, isn't it? Like, should we be doing a 30-person Royal Rumble. The good thing is they're not all in the ring at the same time. So you don't have 30 people at the same time in the ring. Yeah. But oh. you still have fluids. You still have sweat on the ropes. You still, I know yeah. it's a weird thing to say, but you still have you still have stuff on the ropes. Somebody could bleed. Like it could get really, uh, you know, hairy in there. I got to think that WWE is having some sort of, of protocol in place for the Royal Rumble. Like, listen, guys, we can only have six in the ring at one time or five or whatever. And we're just going to try to get through this. 
Um, they're not going to cancel it. I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah, right, so right. they just kind of have to do what you can only do what you can yeah. in this situation. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I think so too. I think, you know, look, you're not going to stop Vince. Vince is going, Vince has been having live matches all through COVID. He's just a guy who is determined to make this happen. These wrestlers need their money to pay bills. They're one of the fortunate people. There are some of the fortunate people who are still working through COVID and making their money and being able to pay their bills and their rent and what have you. So you're not going to stop uh, them going into the ring. You're not going to stop Vince going into the ring. So that's the situation there a thousand percent. So uh, yeah, no surprise at all. Uh, but yeah, I think this is a great point by Manny Gonzalez. No, but you should have some eliminations rather quickly. Yeah. That's actually not, and that totally fits the Royal Rumble uh, aspect of things because you do get thrown out of the ring pretty quickly sometimes in the Royal Rumble. So this makes even more sense for sure. So yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Perfect. Um, all right. Let me see if there's any more stream labs or super chats. No. So keep, keep sending them in as we go along the show. I've also, uh, uh pinned it to the top of the chat. So if you want to go and uh, send something in, just go and hit that address and, uh, send some birthday love towards Aaron or some love to the show as well. All right. What's next, Aaron? All right, so this is a kind of a, this kind of follows the Drew McIntyre story. So Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre were supposed to have a match on Monday Night Raw. It didn't exactly work out that way, obviously because of the COVID diagnosis. So out comes Triple H, yeah. and he is he is interrupted by Randy Orton, and then they get into it, and it's announced that it'll be Triple H versus Randy Orton later on in Raw. I was pretty excited for that because Triple H hasn't wrestled a match in like four or five years right and he definitely hasn't wrestled a match on raw in a long time mm -hmm. so i was really excited to see that but unfortunately we didn't even get there because triple h went to pull a sledgehammer out from under the ring and it got set on fire and yeah. then the lights went out and then all of a sudden instead of the fiend we got little miss bliss <laughs> who decided that she would be a little fire starter if you like the prodigy exactly if you like the prodigy song and uh <laughs> threw a fireball right in the face of Randy Orton. So this storyline with The Fiend and Randy Orton is continuing the whole fire thing because, of course, if you remember way back, Randy Orton set fire to the, the house of Sister Abigail and then set Sister Abigail on fire and then set The Fiend on fire. So we're wondering when The Fiend is going to show back up. Obviously, this will be a Royal Rumble thing. I mean, we hope. And I wonder if The Fiend will have a different look. Is he going to look all charred and like burn up and stuff? Because that would be badass. And what do you really do with Alexa Bliss in this situation? Because she's just kind of hanging on the side. She's not wrestling anybody. She's not really doing anything. So do you like her role still in this? And are you still kind of intrigued by this Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and uh, Randy Orton storyline? Yeah, I mean, I, I still think it has legs. But sure. that being said, I agree with you. Like, what is Alexa Bliss supposed to do here? You know, she'll keep doing that. She, this is some of the best stuff she's done in a while. And I was hesitant because I was like, why do you want to attach the fiend to her? She's doing just fine. Uh, but this has really worked out for her. She's probably reinvigorated by it all. She enjoys it. It's a good storyline. And it moves her out of the Nikki Cross stuff, which I thought had kind of run its course. And so she's, I mean, that fireball was so fast. And uh, Randy's reaction is so great. And by the way, before, let me circle back to the Alexa Bliss uh, thing in just a second. Triple H looks fantastic, dude. I, I, he's in his 50s. And that man still looks like he could go uh, in a 30-minute match or whatever. He looks really, really good. Uh, you you juxtapose that to like Flair in his 50s or Hogan in his 50s where you saw them miss, lose a step a little bit. Uh, Triple H still looks like he could go. I mean, the wrapped up fists really help, but all of it just, uh, I like the way, I like the way, the way him and Randy went at it. But this Alexa Bliss stuff, I'm enjoying, but we're hitting that point, I think as well, Aaron, we're hitting that point. Like, where is this all leading to? 
And after this Randy Orton thing happens, where does Alexa go from here? Because she's got to wrestle somebody at some point. And are they going to move her now into the picture for for the women's belts again? Are they going to do that with her um, as Little Miss Bliss? Or is something going to happen to break the spell and she's going to go back to being a face and then going towards going towards getting belts? I don't know, but I think we're hitting critical mass with this storyline. What about you? Do you think there's still more time to play? Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think we have a little bit more meat on the bone here. I think if Alexa Bliss can either win the Royal Rumble or get a uh, first or number one contender shot against Asuka, I think that's an intriguing matchup because yep. you have Asuka, who's been pretty much forgotten, dare I say, during her title run. She's been the champion for almost a year. Well, yep. no, no, I'm sorry. About nine months, I should say. And um, she's really had no like no good matches she had a, a minor feud with sasha banks that kind of mm -hmm. went nowhere and let's give her a big money feud let's give her something with alexa yeah. bliss to do and maybe alexa takes the title from her uh you know oscar's kind of crazy with the whole face pain and the dancing and the weird stuff that she does yeah. and alexa bliss can be 10 times as weird with all of the fiend stuff so it makes right. for a decent matchup and i would like to see alexa as the champion again maybe she and the fiend can both be champions at the same time that would be something different and, uh, you know, they can go off into the sunset together. But like you said, it is hitting critical mass for me as well. I'm going to give it a little bit longer before I start crapping on it, but it's coming soon. Yeah, yeah, you sense that too, definitely. Uh, all right, let me see if we've got any Streamlabs. Or, yeah, we got Hill Nellums. Thank you, Hill. Always good to see you, my man. <clears throat> oh, what a very kind donation. Thank you, Hill. He said, happy birthday, Aaron. Happy anniversary, John. Been doing my yearly rewatch of past Rumbles. What are some of your favorite Royal Rumble spots or appearances? Axe and Smash starting off 89, uh, Ric Flair in 1992, Cena's early return in the 2008 Rumble, and all of Kofi's spots for me to name a few. Yeah, Aaron, do you have some uh, awesome uh, Royal Rumble spots moments that you love? Pretty much, he'll pretty much nail them all. I mean, I love yeah. the Kofi Kingston stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I like that John Morrison is back now, so we can see John Morrison do the crazy stuff because he does the parkour. Yeah. Um, I don't like that they that Naomi kind of ripped that off and now she does the Kofi stuff. I don't like that. I fa okay, my favorite spot in a Royal Rumble ever is the I can't even remember what year it was from. I think it was 2016. I was mm. there. Um, it was AJ Styles' debut. Uh, came out at number three. Oh, but yeah. It was awesome. What a crowd. But out comes our truth. Mm. And our truth is sprinting to the ring. It's the Royal Rumble match. It's hectic. Kane is in there. Big shows in there. Like, heavy hitters are in there so here comes our truth and he goes underneath the ring and gets a ladder and everybody's cheering because they're like oh yeah weapons all right he's going to use the ladder as a weapon hell no our truth puts it in the middle of the ring climbs up the ladder and looks up and he's like ah and then you hear jerry lawler on the um or jerry i think it's jbl maybe on the commentary says this isn't a ladder match truth. and then he realizes it's not a ladder match and then Kane immediately throws him out. Just yeah. the sheer comedy of our truth in that match was amazing. Uh, yeah. AJ Styles, the unit at the Royal Rumble, super loud. Of course, edges return from 2020. Uh, Ric Flair, like you said, Hulk Hogan yeah. winning two Royal Rumbles. I actually like the first Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble um, that they televised with Hacksaw Jim Duggan eliminating the one man gang. Cause I didn't think he was going to win. Uh, yeah. So I like that moment as well. And a special place in my heart, this is not a Royal Rumble. It was a WrestleMania 2 Battle Royal. My best friend's uncle, Bill Freilich, uh, 
Pittsburgh oh, wow. uh, Pittsburgh Panther Hall of Famer. Yeah, was in the Royal the uh, WrestleMania two Battle Royal and was eliminated by Big John Stud. Uh-huh. So that's just a special special memory there for me. But yeah, those are probably some of my favorites. Yeah, uh, I would agree with a lot of those, and certainly the ones Hale brought up for sure. I like you know. Uh, uh, how can you ignore Edge coming back? What a great pop that was. Uh, Diesel coming back, which was such a shock, you know, uh, cock in the fist and everything like that. We just watched that Royal Rumble with uh, with a hockey talk man coming out oh. of the situation. Uh, I, uh, and I remember uh, um, Becky Lynch when she came out after, was it Lana or was it Carmella yep. had gotten yeah, her? Right, Lana. And then, yeah, Lana. And then she tells Fit Finley, you're going to put me in that match. You're going to put me in that match. Irishman to Irish woman, you're going to put me in that match. And so she got in there and, and wrestled what she did. I did like what Lesnar did. I know a lot of people didn't like it. I like what Lesnar did, throwing people out of the ring. I dug that until he got to Claymore. So th- those are some of the most recent ones. But, I mean, to me, the standard people coming in is fun. It's when the surprises happen, when the old wrestlers come back, when wrestlers you don't expect to come out or wrestlers like AJ Styles come out and you're like, is this for one night? Is this his side of WWE? Those are those kinds of things that you thoroughly enjoy in the world. That's why it's one of the most enjoyable matches to watch, because if WWE schedules it right and, I, and, and programs it right, by that I mean the wrestlers that are coming in the time that they come out, it is thoroughly one of the most enjoyable things you can see because, look, we know everything is talked out ahead of time, right? Every, the results are all fit. But who's going to show up when? For us who are watching, it's a huge surprise. And that's what's, that adds another element to it uh, as well. So, yeah, those are the things that I love. And what was, there, what was the, um, the, uh, the, one, the, the female wrestler who did it a couple of years ago? Or was it last year who did the Kofi thing herself from NXT? Um, I forget her name. The one with the long brown hair and she had the red and silver tights. And she came off. She had been oh, throwing- Casey Catanzaro. Yeah, yeah, Casey Catanzaro. When she did it, that was all. I mean, the core strength of the legs around the pole down and then lifting herself casually up. I was shocked at that kind of core strength. So uh, I enjoyed her doing it as well. So th- those are those fun moments for sure. Yeah, she uh, uh, she won American Ninja Warrior, so that makes sense. That's right. That's right. She did. Uh, let's see here. And thanks so much, Hill, again for that very kind donation. Zachary Taylor says, Stone Cold in 1997, the epicness of 1992, and I love all of the women's Royal Rumbles. Yeah, Zachary. I, oh, sorry. I didn't put it up there. Sorry, Zachary. Yeah, I would have thoroughly agree with you. I've enjoyed the women's Royal Rumbles as well. I think it wasn't Trishan. Uh, oh, no, Beth Phoenix. When Beth Phoenix came into that Royal Rumble, that was badass as well. Got her, got her head busted open. Yeah. yeah that's how you do Yeah, this. all the women's Rumbles have been pretty good. Like, there's, I can't think of a bad one. Like, going back and watching any Royal Rumble really is pretty fun. Yeah. So, I mean, like, except for that one they did that was 40 people, that's too many. Yeah, that's that, too the many. The one that Alberto the Del Rio won, way too many. Yeah. yeah. You hit that wall where you're like, okay, let's. Let's end this already. It becomes too much. You're right. Um, All right, my man, where are we on to next? Now we're on to a story. I don't like to speculate, but this is a story that's kind of hot right now. And uh, Ricochet, uh, you know, Paducah, Kentucky, so on the high flyer, the guy, the darling of the Indies at the time came into the WWE, took it by storm, took NXT by storm, won the North American title, won the U.S. title for one night. He may be on his way out. Allegedly, Ricochet's contract expires this month, yeah. and we've seen him do a lot of job work on the t- on the you know Monday Night Raw when he's feuding with Mustafa Ali. Uh, hasn't had a pay per view match since Royal Rumble 2020. Of course, that was about a year ago. Um, he has n- allegedly not signed a new contract. Has done nothing but lose on Raw. Hasn't got a win on there in a long time. 
But Ricochet did refute the rumors on Twitter when someone brought it up and said, you know, what is Ricochet's future? He said, this is fake. Um, so I kind of wonder. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Where Ricochet is following, like what, what's his head, what's his mindset right now? Because he's not exactly getting the best spots on television. Of course, as we said, he keeps, he keeps losing. He was on WWE main event a lot, which not a lot of people watch. His last big feud was with Brock Lesnar at a crown jewel, which... Yeah was i think in march of last year so ricochet hasn't really had much to do considering how hot that he came in i'm very surprised by this yeah but it wouldn't surprise me if he left yeah i don't think it wouldn't surprise me either and maybe he's pushing back on these rumors because it kind of hurts him in the negotiation process you know what i'm saying either with wwe or another federation if they know you want to leave they're going to offer you less money because you already want to go you know what I'm saying? And so if, it, if, if it's more that you want to stay and they really want you, they'll offer you more money. That's how it usually works. He did tweet that. You said about the rumors going around, but it, you know, it's fake. But seriously, where the hell do these rumors start? I've never said once that I am leaving to anyone. So for these quote-unquote dirt sheets out there, maybe fact check before you just blast some trash on your website for some clicks. But Aaron, we've seen this all the time where wrestlers go, bullshit, I never said anything, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, yeah, I did say something, but I was working, you know, working a contract or working something out or we were negotiating, blah, blah, blah. So these, the louder the defense or the louder the anger, most of the time I go, eh, there's real fire here or else you wouldn't have responded so angrily. And maybe Ricochet is frustrated and I would be frustrated because people loved Ricochet coming in uh, into the WWE. He was incredible down at XT and then back up into the main roster what is able to do there but they kind of fumbled the ball once again a black wrestler that they fumbled the ball with there's no reason he couldn't walk the same path that aj styles walked uh he is uh, ricochet is an incredible wrestler how are you not booking him with some of these uh you know these people that are up there fighting now at the top of your uh at the top of your uh roster i don't get it i honestly don't get it and Booking him to lose, how does that help Ricochet at all for him to constantly keep losing? I don't think this is a Becky Lynch situation where it was like frustrating for the fans. I think this is you're you're you're, you're essentially I know Ryan Satin hates when I use this word, but you're essentially burying him by putting him on main event and then having him lose on main event or on Monday nights. It does nothing for his character, it does nothing for his status in the business. So it makes no sense to me. I think I have a theory of yeah. why he's, he's not exactly uh, working out right now or, or they don't have a main event spot for him. It's It's got to be the pandemic because think about this. Like Ricochet, Ricochet's moveset and what he does in the ring is so electric for a live crowd. Now, when you have the, the Thunderdome and they have all like the people on the video monitors, they're pumping in sound. The sound mm -hmm. that you hear is not the people on the video monitors. That is pumped in sound. So when you have somebody like Ricochet that does all these fantastic moves and, and, you know, is flying all over the place and people can cheer and ooh and ah, and you don't have that, it kind of makes it feel a little weird. Like, why would we push this guy if he's not going to get any response? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, 
that's that's my only theory on this. Like Jeff Hardy can do it because Jeff Hardy is a is a veteran, is a legend, is a long term guy, and people want to yeah. see him no matter what. But I think with a guy like Ricochet, the mystique is gone a little bit when you don't yeah. have a, la- a live crowd there backing him up. That's a good point. Maybe that's what it is. It's, but I've been but yes and no. But I mean, Shinsuke's done his thing. Uh, Sasha and Bailey have done their thing. I think it comes back to what someone put in the in the comment here. I'm sorry, I can't find it right now. They're like, He's not good on the mic. And if you're not good on the mic and you and you can't find a way to take advantage of the COVID situation, then I guess the WWE is going to bury you for a little while on main event. And that's a shame for someone as incredibly talented as Ricochet. And if I was him, I would fucking leave. I don't want to be losing on main event or losing on Monday nights. No one's going to – my merchandise sales are going to go down into the toilet if I keep losing. That makes no sense. So if I was if I was him, I'd be looking at AEW, a place that I could really highlight his skills and uh, and really focus on him. I'd be looking at uh, no, I don't think I'd look past AEW to be honest. I think that's the only place I would look at that would pay me what I'd like to get paid and be in the position that I want to get it to be in right now. And look, if the WWE hears you want to go, they're not going to sit here, especially if they've been burying you. They're gonna they're not going to sit here and be like, oh no no no, don't go. Let us have let us sign you for exorbitant amount of money. So this kind of hurts him in the long run and. Uh, Aaron, this is true in Hollywood as much as it's true in the professional wrestling world. These people who make their living breaking scoops, I know they need to break scoops and they need to make their money, but they do affect sometimes the livelihoods of these wrestlers or actors or directors or performers because those scoops you break can affect negotiating tactics or negotiating positions and leverage overall and that can and that's how you that's why you'll see someone respond very angrily on social media and things like this. It's very astute, sir. Very astute. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I would love to see Ricochet go to AEW as much as the next guy. I would love to see him and Pac go at yeah. it. Grimash says, you know, Ricochet versus Pac. Exactly. That's yeah. like the match that I would want to see the most. But I, I really do think there is a little bit of credence to the pandemic thing because you don't have like Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio mm-hmm. is great. When you have a crowd, when the yeah. kids can see Rey Mysterio yeah. doing some cool shit yeah. and, you know, they can get involved and Rey, Rey Mysterio is good for the kids. Ricochet kind of the same way. Good for the kids. Like the adults like him because he can wrestle and he can put on a great match. The kids like him because they're like, ooh, ah, he's a superhero. But yeah, yeah. like you said, the mic skills, you got to be good on the stick, man. Like yeah. that's that's what makes a full rounded champion. And I just don't know if the WWE, if the WWE is not going to support Ricochet, and at least let him go back to NXT. I mean, it's done wonders for Finn Balor. He could be one of those guys that goes back to NXT and revamps himself and then comes back and is, you know, better than ever. Or he can just stay in NXT. Either way, I'm fine with it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, all right. Where are we at? Uh, where are we moving on? I don't think I have any more Streamlabs or Super Chats uh, right now. So where are we going on to next here, Aaron? Now we're talking about AEW, AEW, oh. AEW. Uh, Sting saved Darby Allen this week, which really headlined a big night for AEW Dynamite as it crushed NXT in the ratings. Uh, Dynamite drew 762,000, while NXT did 551,000. That is the second lowest since NXT went live. So Dynamite lately, and I can't believe I'm saying this because I was such a naysayer of Dynamite for a long time. Yeah. It's been pretty damn good lately, man. Like, it has been really something like you've got uh you know the kenny omega stuff has been really great john moxley getting in there the sting and darby stuff has been really good and then you've got them actually finally 
it looks like taking their women's division seriously with uh, Sheeta, with Thunder Rosa, with Britt Baker, uh, with Jade Cargill, who's now in there. So it looks like they're finally starting to kind of get their feet on the ground and get running. Hmm. But my question becomes, if this is a thing for NXT, like if this continues to happen, that NXT loses, not necessarily, like if they lose the ratings here and there a little bit, no big deal. But if they start getting crushed in the ratings, yeah. is NXT going to move to a different night? And should it move to a different night or just consistently get crushed by AEW? Yeah, but hasn't NXT been beating them for quite some time? No, and it's, just, no it's been AEW all no, the time. It's, it's been pretty much AEW wow. uh, about, I would say, probably about 80% of the time AEW is winning. Wow, wow, that is a, that's a tough situation. And then you got to wonder, you're right, you got to wonder how long the WWE will keep NXT on there because, I mean, the whole reason you put NXT on uh, main television is to go toe-to-toe with uh, AEW and undercut them a little bit. And if you're not undercutting them and they're consistently winning, they were back to what they used to call the Monday Night Wars yeah. back in the 90s, just in a smaller version. So uh, AEW, uh, if they're doing their thing and they're handling their business, I don't, I don't know if you're NXT why you don't move it off because the whole reason you sell Finn Balor on going back down there, you sell uh, uh, Ember Moon on going back down there, is you're going to get TV exposure. But if you're getting TV exposure on a, on a program that's losing out to the other wrestling program and the WWE is on your moniker, on your logo, then I think that's a negative situation for you as a brand name, as a branded wrestler. That's a negative situation for you. And maybe you don't want to go down to NXT at that point, for sure, even though you probably get better matches and better storylines. You're not getting as much of the eyes on you as you would on the other bigger shows on Raw or SmackDown. So to me, it doesn't have any benefit overall. So I agree with you. I think it's time uh, if they're showing if it's over a year consistently, they're way ahead of them in terms of, like you said, 80 to 20 percent. It's time to move to a new new night. Why not? I mean, what do you got to lose? Try it out Thursday night, Friday night. What do you got to lose? I'm sorry. Thursday night. What do you got to lose? Yeah, I mean, there's there's wrestling on pretty much every day of the week. Why do we have to stick two programs on the same night? That just makes it hard for me to watch it, and I don't like that. But absolutely, I just hope that Dynamite can start to challenge NXT because NXT is kind of lately, except for their big shows when they did like New Year's Evil, they did Halloween Havoc. They yeah. kind of blow their wad on those shows. Right. But then, like the week to week shows, just haven't been great. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, NXT every week used to be like must see television. Like, I've got to watch this. It's going to be some crazy match. I've got to see this. Right. And their stars just haven't, they haven't been putting the focus on him. Yes, Finn Balor, but he's been hurt because he got hurt again in the Kyle O'Reilly match. Yeah. So he's not around right now. And then you have the Undisputed Era, who's kind of in a weird spot. They're doing the Dusty Rhodes Classic right now, the tag team tournament. So it's kind of a weird. There's a lot of tag matches which aren't the most exciting. So it's a little bit weird in NXT right now. I'm just hoping that if Dynamite can go in there and challenge NXT, that NXT will finally get that spark again and just be better. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you got to be is be better. And if not, I mean, let's move to Thursday. Let's move to Tuesday. Let's do something because this isn't working. You know, you might think I'm sounding the alarms too early here, but if Raw is having trouble and NXT is having trouble and the only thing that's lighting the way is SmackDown, you know, two out of three not doing well is not a good thing for your brand, Aaron. So you wonder what are the changes they're going to make here? I think Raw's been picking it up, you know, that um, Legends Night got two million views or whatever and uh, and there's uh, and then the night after they, uh, the next Monday they had a just a little bit of a come down, but don't be surprised if it starts dropping down again. And then what are you going to do if two of your shows are underperforming in their time slots? 
what do you what are the steps you take at this point? And does triple is triple H in charge of NXT right now, or is it Vince? That's uh, what they say. That's what they yeah. say. Triple H is in charge of it, but I don't I don't know. He was the golden boy for such a long time at NXT, but now he's that he's up now that it's up against AEW and he hasn't been able to come through. Vince can't feel confident handing him over the main brand in Raw or SmackDown if he can't get it done with NXT against AEW, who he probably sees as as at the same level as NXT, even though it's the premier show of AEW. Well, uh, Zeno Hour did make a good point. He said, you know, the impeachment vote did dominate both shows. He's right about that. There is a lot going on in this country. And it definitely will uh, be affected next week because that'll be Joe Biden's inauguration. So probably have low ratings again. But I I mean, I wasn't really talking about that. I don't even really like to talk about ratings in general. But it it threw me for a loop because I watched Dynamite. Like I I record NXT and I was watching Dynamite. And I just... I just can't believe like, wow, this show is completely different than it was not three months ago. Three months ago, I was like, this is stupid. Like, I don't know how people watch this from week to week. And now it's like, okay, they have deep engrossing storylines. Those storylines that they, they wanted to tell for so long, that took so, you know, took a short time. They, they started in the short term and now they've taken so long to build. They've actually built good storylines with good quality talent and are letting them be themselves. And it's working for them. And I think that, AW wanted to be so rogue in the beginning, like we got to be different than WWE, we got to do all this stuff. And then they figured it out that the basics of wrestling is good storytelling. And that's what Dynamite has right now is good storytelling as opposed to good, not only good matches, they've got good storytelling to go with it. And that'll beat any wrestling show any day of the week. I don't care what it is, NXT, Raw, SmackDown. It's going to be a better quality show all around. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, Josh Mabry says, uh, thoughts on Orange Cassidy being voted most popular wrestler by Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Eric? I'm not a fan of Orange Cassidy. I'm sorry, guys, but I'm not surprised that he did. He's over like Rover. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised it wasn't John Moxley um, mm-hmm. because of how good he's been this year. Um, but yeah, Orange Cassidy, there are people out there that love him, and I get it, but I don't. So that's mm-hmm. that's my stance on it. That's all I got to say. Yep, that's fair. Uh, I, I'm not familiar enough with Orange Cassidy to care one way or the other in terms of popularity. I know he's over, like you said, but I haven't been that impressed with him, to be honest with you, in some of his matches. But I know they're trying to push him, and that's that's just a personal thing, subjective nature of wrestling. You know, there have been plenty of wrestlers they've tried to push in WWE that hasn't really clicked with me. They've clicked with other people. Cena, I've never enjoyed it. Maybe twice in my entire life have I enjoyed a Cena match. But people push him, and they love him. I can't take away the fact that he's the most one of the most popular wrestlers, though. So Orange Cassidy may be that. I just have never been really that impressed with any of his matches overall. So, yeah, I kind of am in the same boat with uh, Aaron Turner on that one. So, uh, all right, uh, let's see. What else we got? We got one more thing to talk about here, Aaron? Yeah, we got one more thing to talk about, and it is one of our favorite things to talk about, and that is Dark Side of the Ring Season 3. We got a little bit more info. I know we talked about it a few weeks ago. We didn't really have much to go on. But now we have a little bit more. A little tidbit this week dropped that none other than Stone Cold Steve Austin will appear on the Season 3 premiere, which will chronicle the life and times of Brian Pillman. There there is no set release date for Season 3. But the topics so far are Brian Pillman, Nick Gage, XPW, the WCW New Japan, 
Collision in Korea event and the the family of Grizzly Smith, which of course includes uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, his brother Sam Houston, and their sister Rock and Robin. If you remember those, uh, of course, Rock and Robin and Sam Houston from the late '80s, early '90s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Dark Side of the Ring season three is going to kick off with a bang with Brian Pillman. What do you think about them bringing in Stone Cold Steve Austin to talk about his good friend Brian Pillman? I mean, that is. A- a, that is so surprising to me because I don't know what the particulars are of Stone Cold's contract with the WWE. Obviously, right. doing those those uh, uh, you know those uh, podcast episodes, the Broken Skull episodes. By the way, I need to listen to that Bailey one. I, I got to listen to that Bailey one he just did, so I can't wait to listen to that one. But like he's done, so I don't know because we've both been surprised watching season two how much access they have to WWE footage. I mean, they are so stringent about who gets access to that. Uh, footage and who doesn't so the fact that they're letting because i mean jim ross and other people like those are people out of contract with the wwe the fact that stone cold has been given permission to go on there and talk about brian pillman is kind of shocking to me and maybe the wwe in a certain a certain way has a bit of a connection with this uh with this program even though they did a pretty uh, damning uh portrayal of uh, of jimmy snooka in that episode last uh, season so it's just kind of surprising to me. I don't know who these guys know. I don't know who they're friends with the WWE, but they're able to get access to things that most people do not have access to, Aaron. So you got to give them props on that. And that being said, um, on all that being said as well for that, let me move on to the Pillman thing. I'm so excited about this, man. I loved Brian Pillman. I enjoyed the fact that he was so unpredictable. He was an X factor in everything he did. So for me, it's incredibly exciting to have Brian Pillman be involved, be, be someone that they profile. Sad ending to him, 35 years old when he passed, Aaron. That is heartbreaking. His son, we, I've lived long enough to see Brian Pillman come in, succeed, pass away, and his son now doing it. It's just crazy to think about all of that and how it's all come to be. Uh, and so I'm excited to see that. And these other uh, topics uh, these are that they're going to tackle, um, they're, I, don't know, I don't know too much about XP, XPW, so I'm excited for that. The WCW NJPW collision, that is a legend, dude. So I can't wait to see what they do with that. And, of course, the Smith family and the tragedies involved with the Smith family as well. So a lot to explore there. But God damn it, where's the China episode? Where is the China episode, Aaron? It could be. It could be, dude. Yeah. It could be this season. Like, this is the biggest season order they've had. This will, this will have the most episodes. I think it's either 12 or 16 episodes wow. that they're going to have of Dark Side of the Ring this season. I mean, it's Vice's, like, top-rated show. Yeah, and they've got some good. They got some good stuff on there, so they must really like Dark Side of the Ring. We love it. And uh, who was it that said in the chat? Um, So I think it was Grimash that said. So reviews for Dark Side of the Ring will come back to strong style. Yeah, you bet your ass they will. We're going to review every single daggone episode there is. Thousand percent. Because we love it. We're big fans of it. Brian Pillman. I hope it's a two parter. Like the Benoit episode was a two parter. Yeah. I hope the Brian Pillman one is too. I'm interested to see who they get as a narrator for this season because last year it was oh, yeah. Chris Jericho he was good and the year too. before that it, the season before that it was Dutch Mantel yeah so I'd like to see who they get maybe Mick Foley um even yeah. though I know he's he's been battling COVID too we didn't really talk about that That's Mick true. Foley has been really having a hard time with COVID mm-hmm. um but maybe they'll get him yeah and yeah I can't wait to see this stuff Nick Gage is a really interesting one because he's a modern guy like his career yeah. is not over He's kind of like the modern day new Jack, but a little bit crazier if that's even possible. <laughs> um, so it'll be cool to see what they do with that. But anytime we we talk about dark side of the ring, I get hyped because especially last season was just oh. so well done. I loved it yeah, so dude. much. And I love talking about it with you because we, 
just love these documentary style things, and I Absolutely. cannot wait for it to come back. I don't. Uh, Zeno Hour asked if Brian Pillman Jr. is involved in the episode. Not that I've read so far, but I'm okay. sure he. Uh, there's no reason that he wouldn't be. Right. Um, you know, he talks about his dad all the time. It's not like they were ever um, estranged or anything like that that I know of. So um, he'll probably show up in it, I imagine. But yeah. yeah, to hear about Brian Pillman's exploits in WCW, ECW, and the WWE will be. One of probably one of my most anticipated episodes. Yeah. I mean, hearing stories from Stone Cold Steve Austin about the Hollywood blondes, that's going to be a lot of fun, dude, for sure. I don't know if you mentioned this, but the Dynamite Kid is also one of the subjects from okay. what I'm seeing here from whatculture.com. I don't know how much what culture actually knows, but I'm looking here, and that's one of the other topics they've listed. So the Dynamite Kid, that'll be fun uh, as well to explore. But yeah, no mentions yet of the of Brian Pillman's uh uh son being involved in this at all so um either way it's just gonna be exciting 14 episodes aaron oh 14 okay yeah gonna be more content for us on here that's for damn sure so i'm looking forward to it for sure um all right let me see if there's any more stream live super chats before we wrap up here i gotta get over to the schmodown awards uh let's see yes john doe says do you think aew and njpw actually have a partnership but because of the pandemic and travel restrictions they have not made it public well it's something that tony khan has talked about very very hush hushly Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh anytime you ask him about a relationship with another company he kind of shies away from it i don't think they have anything with new japan yet i think that it could come down the road i want to see what they do with impact first and see if that impacts impacts impact okay in any sort (laughs) of positive way before yeah. they probably want to see how that works out before they do anything with New Japan Pro Wrestling because New Japan doesn't need AEW, right? And they're, they're fine on their own. They have their own network. They have a massive following. What do they need AEW for? You know, AEW yeah. needs them more than the other. Do they right. want to extend their brand across the pond? Yeah, probably. But I don't think it's something that they're going to risk. You know, working with another company and and expose themselves to pop- possibly losing stars right. to AEW as well. I don't. I don't think they would do that. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, and I mean, I've said that there's that was one of the predictions I think I said when we had uh, uh, I think Ryan Satin on. When we, I said AEW and JPW may combine together to do a match uh, through Kenny Omega. So we shall see for sure. Um, all right, uh, and I think that's it for us in terms of Streamlabs and Super Chats. Thank you all so much, Aaron. You sent me something. Should I open it here? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, Hello? open it on camera. You know, I. I, I, I Yes, I can hear you, sir. Okay. I talk a lot about I talk a lot about wrestling figures and stuff like that and collections that you need to start. So John Roca, you need to start a damn collection. And so I got you your first, I think your first wrestling figure. I don't know if it is or not. So uh, that might be your first so. wrestling figure. Enjoy it and display it, my friend. You, you will enjoy it. <laughs> All right. So uh, you know, he's one of these kind souls, Aaron is who who gives a gift on his birthday weekend. So very kind of you, Aaron. <laughs> it, was, it was a Christmas gift, but it with the, the fucking post office, just like oh ugh, yeah, just forget it. My just mother forget sent, it, dude. My mother sent me a package on December 19th. It is yet to arrive. Uh, it's insane. The post office. Uh all right, we got ourselves a, a cute little uh uh package here pink 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 bubble man. pink package yeah. all right let's see what we got let's see what we got <laughs> you sir have yeah. storm collectibles hollywood hulk hogan action figure complete with nwo t-shirt uh massive amounts of articulation he's got the headband comes with the glasses and the feather boa oh my God. so there you go man there's your your first wrestling collectible you got it had to be 
the man, the myth, the legend, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Got a little figure standing there so you can stand him up. And then you got his. Be careful with that because it's got his glasses in it. But you could put his oh. his feather boa on him, and he can do his oh, wow. his pose downs. So you got to you got to love the Hollywood Hulk Hogan <laughs> Storm Collectibles. Not the uh, not the the oh ultimate edition that's out from Mattel. This is Storm Collectibles. This is much more expensive. Believe me. Wow, dude, you're very very kind. Oh, oh my there you God. go. Got got the feather boa brother rocking it. There you go. Merry Christmas, brother. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Merry Christmas. A little token of of my appreciation for you, and and we'll call it an anniversary gift. How about an a year oh, on the I'll channel? You got your first wrestling figure right there. Look at that. It's got there the he is. Awesome, dude. Dude, you're more than kind, Aaron. Thanks so much. I will display display this proudly. Oh, even the boots are flaming like the Hollywood Hogan. Yeah, brother. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. yeah. Massive oh. articulation if you're into that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah enjoy it, dude. Thank you so much, man. That's very kind yeah, of you. Well, All right. I'll have to send you something now even more so yes. uh, than I was going to. And I will have to send you. I don't see the stand. So I don't know. Is it in the? Uh, it's, it's clear. It's clear. So it's kind of hard to. See. It may okay. still be in the package somewhere. Okay, I'll take. Oh, here it is. Yeah, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. You're right. It is clear. So I will absolutely put this up on my uh, on my mantle here for sure. Um, all right, dude. Thank you so Are much. You? Uh, no yeah, brother. It's too sweet. Thank you so much. Indeed. Indeed. Um, all right. Uh, there you go. Well, let's uh, let's wrap up there uh, <laughs> before I get all. <laughs> All misty-eyed and emotional. Thank you very much, Aaron. It's been an honor doing the show with you, brother. Thanks for taking a chance to jump in to the Strong Style Show with me. And we've had such a great time doing it, in my opinion. Uh, and I uh, look forward to doing it for another year and many years to come as it grows and grows and grows, brother. Hell yeah, dude. We're just getting started. We haven't even scratched the surface of the show. <laughs> what you going to do when Strong Style runs wild on you? Uh, all right. Any, uh, any last words? And, uh, where can they find you, my man? Uh, wear a mask, wash your hands, take care of your gut health. Find me on Twitter at only Aaron Turner, and I will see you next week. Bam! <laughs> there you go. All right, follow me at the Roka says on Twitter and on Instagram. And don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel. Please subscribe to the channel number one if you haven't subscribed yet. But like this video, leave a comment. A lot of you watch uh, uh, after we've done this live, so please leave a comment. Comments and likes elevate the visibility of the video, and also share this on your social media for all your other friends who love pro wrestling uh, to get involved and uh, come be a part of the Strong Styles crew. Uh, a thousand percent. And also for those of you who are uh, a little bit out of the realm of wrestling, wrestling into WandaVision or Marvel tomorrow, uh, I will be doing a review of WandaVision uh, for the Geek Buddies. The Geek Buddies will get together and Emma Fife will be our special guest. So we'll be doing Sweet. a review of the first two episodes of WandaVision tomorrow. So look for that on the channel as well. And tomorrow morning, speaking of Hulk Hogan, speaking of Sylvester Stallone, speaking of Rocky Three, I got Frank Stallone uh, sits down with me for an hour I'm dropping the episode tomorrow morning for the deep cut. Frank Stallone for an hour hanging out with me, talking about his life as a Stallone, his new documentary, uh, and uh, and how he kind of had went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Bee Gees. So a lot of stuff that was talked about that's very interesting with him and his relationship with Arnold Schwarzenegger as well. All of that covered by Frank Stallone in the documentary. What about his relationship with Bob Finstock? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I should have brought that up. I should have brought that up, but I dropped the ball there. Uh, all right. Thanks uh, thanks to Aaron Turner, and thanks to everybody who sent in Streamlabs Super Chats. Uh, we appreciate it madly. Take care of yourselves. As Aaron said, practice social distancing, wear your mask, and we'll talk to you next time on another brand new episode of Strong Style.